Welcome back, everybody, to the show. My name's Teddy, and I am joined by founder, head coach, team member, and full-time janitor of Blue City Athletics, Stephen Wallace. Stephen, how are we doing today? Thank you, thank you. Um, thanks for having me, Teddy. I'm uh, doing pretty good. Just got done working out in the gym, so I'm just kind of sitting in the lobby here, and I'm on the on the ringer with you, and um, ready to do this thing. So let's get nice. after it. Nice. We're recording on Friday, April thirtieth. Uh, teams quarterfinals wrapped up. Uh, was it just last weekend? <laughs> or I don't even know the dates anymore. But it yeah, was, I mean, it are... started. It started about a weekend ago, like last Thursday. So yeah. So we are after, we are post team quarterfinals. Individual quarterfinals have already happened, and semifinals have happened yet. So we are today talking about the team quarterfinals, specifically from the Blue City Athletics point of view, particularly from Steven. And we're going to go just event by event and talk about what it was like for a team uh, competing in the CrossFit quarterfinals. And spoiler alert, that finished 22nd in the North American continent qualifying for this uh, semifinal. So we're going to get a little bit behind the scenes thought process for a CrossFit uh, Games semifinals team yeah so, what's uh <clears throat> what do you think about explaining the the whole system this year because you know the sport's ever changing <laughs> you know there might be some listeners who may not know you never know i think um, that's a great way to i think that's a great way to kick it off will you uh can you give us the the lowdown yeah for what, sure. what's 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 the team lowdown we'll have you explain the it team lowdown. well this year um a little different than the past years um i feel like the sports may have been ever changing ever since i started um this is like my ninth year and no two years have been exactly the same as far as like the steps to getting to the games. Uh, the one thing's constant though, there's always been a cross to open in the very beginning of the season. Um, this is the first year they whittled it down from five weeks to three weeks. Uh, and there's a lot of positive feedback on that. Um, just the stress on the affiliate owners and uh, the athletes too. Um, most members, like it's open to everybody, right? So it's a really great, community building event the whole gym has fun uh it gets competitive in a good way you know there's always little parties at the end of every friday uh when we hang out in the gym uh but typically from the years past where i've seen like about week four or five there gets to be a little bit burnout um from from most of the community unless they're like really pushing like you have a stud athlete pushing for like a regional spot or whatever so that three week open has been really short and sweet and uh just what the doctor ordered in terms of uh the length of uh the time that everyone wants to compete. So uh, the the deal is it's you do the three week open. <clears throat> there was four scores this year. There was one two part workout. Uh, and at the end of those three weeks, uh, the top 10% in each continent or region uh, move on to the semifinals. So semifinals. Quarterfinals. 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 Sorry, my bad. What You're, good. You're good. You're <laughs> good. Quarterfinals. Yeah. So um, top 10%, I think. In North America, the cut line was like 7,400 something. Um, you know, our gym had, you know, f- I think 14 people. Put uh, that in perspective. Like, and the gym has like 100 ish members, right? Yeah. The, so that's a big, the ratio it's a is big, even that's more. That's a good deal. And yeah. I don't know any other gyms in the St. Louis area, anyways, that, that have that many. 
Uh, I've known some like really established gyms, like, you know, throughout the Midwest and, um, you know, other parts of the country that do have that many, but they're also like, you know, they got like 200 member gyms. So like we, we're doing pretty well. Um, yeah. I checked in with my friends and I checked in with my friends in Texas, the CrossFit team down there. And they said 14 for a hundred people was in, like, they didn't even know that that existed. Like, that was insane. <laughs> yeah. so that was good. And let's go with us. Uh, so how does, how do we go from this individual open? We get the top 10% that move on. How does that, how does, how does the team qualify for the quarterfinals just to get in? Cause they kind of take both. Yeah. And I, I want you to explain that. So, so how do we go from yeah. individuals to uh, quarterfinal teams? Yeah. So during the open, like all the workouts are individual, right? Everyone's on the leaderboard and their names there by themselves. Uh, but you register to belong to a team, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we have our whole affiliate roster, right? So when you sign up for an open, you say, I belong to blue city. All right. That's the, the affiliate. You can also say, I belong to Blue City, the team, right? And then um, basically every week they take your top uh, male and top female score and they, sorry, top two male and female scores each. And they average that out. Um, and they, they don't average it out. They just combine it and uh, they compare it to other gyms. So at the end of the three weeks, um, you know, our top four, two and two, uh, male and female, uh, each week kind of landed us near I think it was like 52nd or 51st 57th maybe at the end of the open I could look that up real quick uh but not as important because you really only had to be top 200 to qualify for the quarters so So it's it's like they you all do it individually but as an aggregate or like a total, you just need to make sure you have four individuals that are in the top 10% that qualify yes. for the, uh, in accordance with the team. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So that's, uh, so we got the, in, we got the open to the quarterfinals and just to set the stage here, let's, uh, let's get, what did a team need to do to go from the quarterfinals to uh, qualifying for the semifinals? Um, yeah. So <clears throat> now that you're in the quarterfinals, like it's basically a weekend of workouts. Uh, they gave you five tests and they were all team based. So all four of your members would be present at each, <clears throat> at each workout. Uh, they were either like uh, relay style or synchronized style. <clears throat> you know, you go, I go. Um, there were five different tests and they pretty much mirrored the individual tests, almost reprogrammed, which were kind of like, you know, a little bit of a, an annoy, a nuisance for a lot of people, but we knew personally we would score pretty well just based on how we did since we all tested the individual workouts too. But mm-hmm. once you do those workouts, um, you know, you have your scores, right? And um, each score is ranked just like the open, um, either by fastest time or heaviest lift or uh, most reps. And um, you have to be top 80 in your region so we finished 24th at the end of the weekend and after all the video reviews we ended 22nd so we know we're in yeah so for north america it was going from that open that open to quarterfinals was top 80 teams in north america qualified which uh blue city finished 22nd is that right yep and then uh, moving on, we won't talk about this too much today, but moving on, uh, there's going to be some semifinals, uh, which we'll talk about in a, another episode. But 
there are 20 teams that are going to eventually qualify out of North America for the CrossFit Games. Is this that correct? Do I have my numbers? 20 teams out of North America? Yes. Yeah, so that's what we're looking down the pipe. We'll talk about that in future episodes. But with that in mind, with the structure covered of the ever-changing season of CrossFit, uh, let's dive into the actual quarterfinal tests that, uh, that you guys did, kind of break them down, maybe a couple highlights of what you thought. And we are going to go in order of the tests that were performed by the team in the sense of you're allowed to, we, we won't get too into this because we could talk about this forever, but you could do the actual tests in different orders that they were um, assigned, I guess. That's probably a little confusing to say. But yeah. basically what we're going to do is we yeah. started with test four, correct? Yeah, we started with test four. So you can uh, do them in any order you want, really, but they had deadlines for each test, and each deadline was different. So um, it turned out the most demanding tests were the ones that, they wanted first and that makes sense like that's crossfit fashion right like they want to beat you up at the beginning of the weekend and so you can hold on at the end um but um test four was when we opted to do first uh that was the four up max front squat and uh it's we seem to make sense to do that just because we want to lift on fresh legs and uh we thought that might be our uh highest scoring event and it was. Uh, so we wanted to leverage our strengths there and, and just do that one first. So, uh, yeah, pretty simple. This is a 20-minute cap for you and all your teammates to, uh, you know, take the bar out of a rack, all sharing the same bar. Uh, hit your four rep max, state your weight, do it for the camera. And then uh, your total combined highest total was your score. Nice. And so where did the – Blue City Athletics team finish for that um, event. Yeah, we got second. Yeah, we got second. And uh, 1257, I think, was our total. So if I'm breaking down the numbers here, um, Chris hit 367, Taylor hit 222, Amara hit 207. Um, I hit 461. You deadlifted 461 pounds? <laughs> no, I put yeah. it on my chest and I squatted it four times. <laughs> Okay, just yeah. checking. So we front squatted, <laughs> yeah. even front squatted 461 pounds four times. And that was good for second place. So that was a great, great result. And we will probably have future episodes just rehashing the front squat mania um, because squat. of how impressive it was. <laughs> and you can, uh, you can go check out Game Central for both the individual and the team performances yeah. because that's how good they were. They were highlighted by um the crossfit hq and anyways we so i keep saying we i just want to let everybody know listening that i teddy performed none of like i am not really a part of the we but um (laughs) i'm gonna keep saying that because uh, i guess that's a habit so anyway we went from you are in our hearts it's fine yes yes (laughs) yes the camera guy anyway so we got so second place 12 57 1257 pounds for the four athletes that front squatted, yeah. which is ridiculous. We went on, um, this was Thursday night, correct? So it's Thursday night. Yeah. Thursday night, we did that first. And, uh, you know, it was definitely the least painful one. I mean, if you've ever tested a front squat, you know, when it gets heavy, it's going to really challenge your positions. And, um, you know, the books will tell you that for four of max, you should be able to hit somewhere around 90%. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's kind of known that females can usually go a little higher on the percentages um, as opposed to males can. So we all kind of uh, shop for numbers around there. And uh, I know Taylor and Mara both PR their front squats too. Uh, I'm not sure about Chris, but I assume he did just because everyone kind of stepped up huge there and we all did so well. Um, yeah. And I was able to outdo my individual quarterfinal performance too. Awesome. So that's, those are big numbers, big, uh, both in terms of leaderboards and just for the personal, you know, as an athlete. So we went right into test one after test four. And I'm just going to read the, at least the basics of the workout. And so for, uh, for those listening, we're talking test one, which was two rounds each of 15 strict handstand pushups, 15 dumbbell hang power cleans, 100 double unders. And then um, it goes immediately into two rounds of each of 15 kipping handstand pushups, 15 dumbbell shoulder to overheads, and 100 double unders. And it goes, uh, what was it again? It was like you went, Chris went, you went, yeah. Chris went. And then, uh, okay, so, so you do was, a full round, you do the 15, 15, 100, and then you tag your teammate and they do the 15, 15, 100. And then you do that again, and then they do it again. And then uh, the same pair goes into that latter half of the workout. So they go into the, the 15 kipping, the 15 overhead, and the 100 dubs. And then they repeat that process. So, uh, so you did 400 double unders each? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, 400 double unders each. Um, it's kind of similar reps to the individual one, just broke up a little differently and uh, super aggressive cap uh, that I know I wasn't the only one who underestimated it. But, uh, you know, if you were a team that was very good upside down and very consistent on double unders, you can definitely finish that workout. We did not, though. And the idea here, I'm assuming, is destroy athletes' shoulders in sneaky ways and then put in enough double unders to where pretty much most are going to have to use (laughs) some level of shoulders in the double unders eventually. Is that kind of the, the vibe that you got, or was it was it a different? Yeah, I mean, up? it was. I think the goal is just to really test a uh, a shorter time domain, and um, you know, if, if you kind of break it down, like the work rest was about two to three minutes a person until you start tripping, <laughs> you know, and then uh, uh, overall, like you're working like individually, like the best scores in the world were finishing like between seven and nine minutes, so you kind of look at that time domain. And you know that it's going to feel very similar, and it did, mm-hmm. uh, even though it was more like two or three minutes of work, two or three minutes of rest going all the way through. Uh, but, yeah, like when you fatigue enough, yes, everyone's form breaks down at some point, and you start using those shoulders more and more and more. The idea is that you don't, <laughs> and then you yes. feel more consistent. But uh, 400 dubs is a lot. And, um, you know, I know I tripped a little bit. Mara tripped a little bit. I think Taylor went broken every single round, so she's good at yes. <laughs> But yes, Taylor uh, did the that, rest yes. of us humans. The rest of humans had to uh, had to break it up. <laughs> yes, well, uh, totally, totally get it. And so for this workout, uh, the team finished seventy fifth, which was so we had on the first night we had the highest place and the the lowest place, which are still, I mean, seventy fifth as the lowest place is still super impressive, especially when uh, you couple it with the home run of the front squat. So. That was uh, one question on this one for you. Uh, yeah. yeah. You don't you don't have to be uh, 
um, you know, you're probably going to be all modest and whatever about it. But basically my question is, what do you think, do you think anything would have happened differently had you, there was very little break between the front squat, massive front squat and going straight into the uh, test one. And for the front squat, so for just, let's say there was 20 minutes in between, a little bit more than an average class time going from strength to the, the Metcon, but basically you are the last one that goes on the front squat because it's, it's the heaviest lift and you're the first one to go on this, this workout. So you even had the, the least amount of rest for out of the team. Do you just, I mean, obviously any CrossFit or any team can hindsight's 2020, especially at CrossFit, but do you think that that, um, do you think if you maybe built in an hour uh, or something like a little bit more rest, uh, obviously at the stage of the competition, it pretty much, you know, it proved that it didn't really matter in terms of advancing, but what do you think about the proximity, particularly for even uh, you, you as an individual? No, I don't think, I honestly don't think so. Um, that's kind of how we train, you know, like we yeah. typically lift and then go straight into a Metcon and yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for like when you go to a, a absolute max and like, yeah, it's going to stress your central nervous system a little bit. And then that might affect the rest of your performance. But honestly, with the uh, the community watching us and the adrenaline of like, you know, what was at stake? Like, I didn't really feel the fatigue there. Just there was maybe a little bit of fatigue, like, you know, in the workout, definitely. But yeah. Um, I didn't really feel affected by the, the front squats themselves. It was just more the, uh, the difficulty of the, the test one itself. And uh, knowing that it was kind of a goat for me personally, uh, that's, yeah. that's just more it. It's just dubs and, are a bit of a weakness for me. Yeah. And it's good. Uh, good experience <laughs> for, you know, moving forward other than the open, you know, you gotta, you gotta show up and perform when they tell you to. So that was a good yeah, maybe practice of that. So that's it for day one, right? We go to bed. Wake we go up. to bed, we wake up, and then uh, we travel over to CrossFit Uncharted and St. Charles. And thank you, thank you guys, thank you, Lynette, for letting us uh, use your facility to uh, do this nasty workout test two. What was the, the one workout. we did Friday morning? The workout, do you have it pulled up in front of you, or do you want me to read it? Yeah, you want me to read it off? Um, yeah, so take us through it. Yeah, so a male and a female uh, pair up, and uh, there's 25 minute cap to run through 70 synchronized GHD sit-ups. Then they can split 14 rope climbs. Then they synchronize 70 pistols, uh, alternating legs. And then they go through another round of 50 synchronized GHD sit-ups, 10 rope climbs alternating or split, and then 50 pistols. And then they tag the other pair. So uh, looking at the leaderboard, there was, four teams that finished that <laughs> three <laughs> 25 minutes uh we were not one of those teams but we actually placed pretty damn well on that one so yeah 20th 20th in north america which is really i was actually that's that's your second best workout yeah yeah i was i mean pleasantly surprised i'll say it again and uh but and you, know, and I, you guys I, I like pistols i know taylor's really really good at pistols uh martin chris did an awesome job and they you know we got them as much time as they could and they got a good chunk of change in there to uh, get us a good score. So, so this was the for anybody who didn't follow quarterfinals too too closely, either for individual or teams. This was the workout that everybody was talking about from individuals and teams. That's just the absolute barn burner, gonna crush you type of 
type of thing. Even like there was even some complaints about it from the cross. Like a lot of people qualified individually for quarterfinals who could not handle this workout, right? Oh yeah. This I was mean, individually is 180 GC sit-ups. And you guys know if like you ever done more than I mean everyone's different, but if you hit enough volume of GHC sit-ups at intensity, you're gonna feel it for a couple yes. of days or maybe yes. even a week, depending on who you are. And uh, it's definitely the most destructive move, body weight movement in CrossFit, I'd say. Uh, you, I just to all the beginners, the intermediates out there, like you want to go ahead a cool GHD sit-up workout. Like, do yourself a favor, count the total amount of reps. Ask yourself, have I ever done this before? What's the most I've <sighs> ever done before? Don't go too far over what you've ever done before, because <laughs> uh, there's a significant chance you can get rhabdo uh, if yeah. you are reckless so just yeah, be smart I, about it <laughs> yeah i was listening to like tommy marquez and sean woodland talk on their podcast and they tommy marquez qualified for the quarterfinals and they're interviewing him like hey what's your goal for this workout he's like not to get injured yeah. <laughs> that was that was so that was for the beginner crossfit anyway you guys are not beginner crossfit at all and this was this was just a uh taylor mentioned it right after but it was certainly a uh, mayhem athlete workout in the sense of the volume of GHGs and rope climbs. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. So that definitely performed well and it paid off uh, as a 20th place finish. And that was over at Uncharted. Um, lots and lots of GHGs. Uncharted, very nice for having the crew over, uh, both for individuals and teams. And so that, um, we then get a long break. That was in the morning and we wouldn't re-sync back up at uh, the Blue City Athletics gym uh, like at 5 o'clock or so that night. Is that right? Yeah, or like 5.30. Take us through, take 5.30. And which which workout did we do next? Uh, test 5. Uh, the burner, the quick one. The sprint, the 40-yard the dash, not even a 100-yard dash. Yeah, legit. Like, do, you have, do you have it in front of you? Yeah, you blink and it's done, really. Uh, nine, six, three snatches, uh, weighted at 175 or 125, and uh, burpee box jump overs, and uh, that was on a tall box. So um, <clears throat> you go, I think the order was was uh, female, female, male, male, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Both, both the girls go first, and then the guys go. And, uh, yeah, so you run through your whole 963, you tag your teammate, you sprint to the bar, all right, you get it done, um, you finish, and then the next person goes, really. Um, that barbell was loaded a little lighter than uh, the individual weekend, which is which is good because I feel like there's a – I wouldn't say – I don't know. For, for individuals, you got you got to add a little more weight to, to separate people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that workout in itself was already separated just by seconds. So I feel like the need to have it heavier was – definitely there on the individual side but with having four teammates and i i would say the average collective fitness isn't as high as like the top 10 you know on yeah. the individual leaderboard you know Absolutely. uh so it was just loaded a little lighter so everyone could finish on a time cap uh but it was still fast nonetheless um but yeah uh, a lot of people went quick singles on that and uh you know, maybe a little bit of touch and go at the end for me, but that, that was it. It was just who could transition the fastest, who could cycle those singles as fast as possible without wasting time. And, uh, you know, coach Detman said it before is like flawless execution. 
no misses. And uh, yeah, that's what we did. So being intentional from going from the box to the snatch and not especially because of the, you know, okay. So let's, I want to maybe take a step back here because this is, this is a huge theme in competitive CrossFit and to maybe hit it home for some of our uh, people listening that are familiar with the competitive CrossFit, but not quite, they're, they're just diving into it. And that is kind of, and especially at this short of a workout that like transitions are this, this, this workout had two movements, but transitions are really the third movement for the top tier, right? Yeah. That's like the, yeah. that's where, I mean, Matt mentioned it before. He's like, because of the amount of times you go from the, the bar. So it's only three times per individual if i do yeah. my math right but that's 12 times over the workout like do you want to take a big long sweeping path and walk to the bar or do you want to take a beeline to the bar and be intentional with your steps you know and uh it makes it makes a difference especially when you're trying yeah. to qualify so yeah because this is i mean we're talking three seconds can mean significant significant drops in the standings and so this workout you guys finished 29th place so another very impressive uh you can't make any mistakes sort of stepped up and executed so that was a good finish taylor came out like a freaking maniac on this one right yeah yeah she pr'd her time yeah she, she looked great um yeah quick singles and uh having during the individual part, uh performance the girls had to go to a 30 inch box which i thought was hilarious <laughs> uh, <laughs> which i'm sure a lot of girls didn't like it um that definitely slowed them up on the individual side, but on the team, they threw him a bone and uh, gave him the 24 inch box, which is still higher than we're used to going. Um, but definitely was able to cycle those burpee box overs a lot faster. Um, I mean, she was well under three minutes, right? Yeah, crushed. I think she was like 242 or something. Yeah. Um, I remember Matt saying. Um, but yeah, that really set the tone for the workout for us. And so let's let's talk about this 30-inch box because uh, speaking of it being hilarious, you're either second to last. I think it was second to last burpee. Yeah. You got so close hey, to shit. working out. You got so, so close clo- to eating shit. And not only that, but it was because there were two different boxes. Uh, it wasn't like, you know, you you saved it and it wasn't like a razor thin, like, oh my gosh. But you were you were falling into the girl's box. If you if you didn't save it because they were too set up, yeah. Like it wasn't like you were just... God. Like, <laughs> I jumped like I don't I don't know. Maybe my toe clipped the box as I was jumping over, but as I was jumping on and off the box, like I guess I pushed off the box to where the box was just teetering or toppling over, but it never yeah. fell over. It just it went right back to standing. Luckily, so I just turned around. I got right back up. It's like okay, I'm almost done. Just like fucking go, like. It was, yeah. it was a little scary. <laughs> but, yeah, um, the box didn't fall over, which was key. Yeah, the box didn't fall over, which was key. And you, uh, I just watched the My hands a didn't touch times. it, so that was good. And you decided this was definitely the right choice. But, you know, in general, you were jumping off. Everybody was doing this. Jumping off and turning so that you were facing the box. But that one, there was, like, zero chance. So you, like, kind of... Uh, I don't know if I can explain it very well, but you, you, your feet hit the ground because you had to like readjust midair, your feet hit the ground and then you had to turn around, which was easily, I mean, if you had tried to 
that's if you had tried to do the full turn you had lost that and so like that was just like the almost done bang bang and it really uh i mean it, it could have gone from a 15 second thing and it ended up being like a zero second thing which was just like yeah, oh my was, god I, yeah, luck. <laughs> I call that luck <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um, you gotta earn the luck that's that was good yeah, sometimes so, Fun part about that workout before we move on to the last one was, uh, you know, the gym had about half the, half the gym was reserved for the team doing that workout. And the other half of the gym was reserved for class. So class was going on at the same time. And, uh, you know, just everybody's supposed to, you know, class continues on through the team doing the workout. But in this case, it just did not. And the class completely stopped and just watched the whole team do it. So you guys had a little bit of a crowd for that, which was really funny. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Super grateful for that. And uh, definitely pulled us through for a really strong finish there, too. Awesome. So that was 29th in the – so the third best workout from the team. So we had – I liked this. uh, Taylor – uh, we talked about this individually for Taylor's performance. She got the same score on test two and test five, 52nd, um, which is the super long one and the super short workout. So I think that's a cool measure that you guys as a team got 20th on 20th on test two, which is the, the longest time domain, and 29th on test five, which is the shortest time domain. Yeah. So I think that's a good measure of fitness. Yeah, well-rounded for sure. Let's go. Uh, let's finish this yeah, off. Last one. Uh, bring it home with the last one. So this is yeah. That yeah, was like, Friday. Yeah. So like I have to say, like these the weekend kind of opened up with like some high skill, and then as the the back half of of, of the weekend kind of went on, uh, the test became more raw. So like I would say, test three, four, and five are a little more raw. Just like who could sprint, who can lift heavy, and who's got stamina with the the wobbles and rowing. So test three was the rowing and wall balls. Um, so I'm kind of running through it. There's no time cap for this one. They're just like, however long it takes you to finish it, you finish it. Uh, you have a guy and girl working at the same time. Um, the first pair does 120 wall balls. That, no, sorry, 100 wall balls, then 120 calories rowing. Okay, when they're done with the rowing, they tag their partner. And then uh, the, the guy and the girl don't have to finish synchro or anything like that. Because once they finish the rowing, they tag their uh, same-sex partner, and then they go in there and they start their 120 wall balls, and then finish on a hundred calories rowing. So, uh, just yeah, very raw, t- uh, raw test of stamina, I'd say, and uh, very low skill. But uh, you know, if you love wall balls and rowing, and if you're tall and or great at rowing and wall balls, then you're gonna love this workout. If not, you're gonna absolutely hate it. Um, I don't mind wall balls, but rowing definitely not my favorite. I consider it a goat for sure, but mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I was able to hold in a higher average pace in my individual. So I'll just call that a win. And I wouldn't say it's really a strength of anyone on our team either. Uh, but all things considered, I feel like we performed pretty well uh, and finished really well on the leaderboard with that. So we had good effort. Yeah, 59th. 59th for a workout where nobody on the team is particularly pumped or great as you guys. Oh, it's all relative, but great at it, I think, is a fantastic finish. And uh, as Taylor put it, it, it's just a gut check, right, that whole workout? Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, 100% just grit. 
and talk a little bit just in terms of breaking it down because uh, I think this is something that uh, that people can any any crossfitter of any level can t- can kind of take away from some of the insights here you know whether it's a class workout an o- open workout next year but talk about that last kick on the rower yeah. like deciding when to go and kind of the <clears throat> strategy behind that yeah. and uh because you can really uh for a lot of class workouts you can apply that uh you know you sometimes don't want to save too much energy whatever for it but talk about uh deciding that last kick yeah i mean kind of starts with the wall balls leading up to it really um if you may think you're a beast on the wall wall, but you know, maybe going unbroken <clears throat> isn't a fantastic idea just because you don't want that, those first few calories on the, the rower to feel awful. Um, so it's all about managing that, that lactate threshold, right? So if I say I'm doing 20 wall balls, I'm 30 wall balls, I'm 40 wall balls in, okay, my legs are starting to burn. I, I push past that for too long. My legs will not be able to recover from that. So that's why you got to strategically break and have the discipline to break before you get tired and just be disciplined with your rest so you can pick that ball right back up get right back on it yes is it going to cost you a few seconds in the beginning yes but you do that in hopes of holding a higher pace on the rower or higher average pace on the rower so you can't you can't win the workout on the wall balls but you can't lose the workout on the wall balls uh yeah you can definitely lose it for sure um but at, at the end of the day it's it's all about the rowing really um the great rowers are gonna you know come ahead on this one and um when as far as the kick goes uh i personally my goal is just to hold the pace i was just slightly at or above my threshold pace and i did the 120 calories rowing i know uh, chris had a little uh banged up lat i think he had a minor strain to his lat uh the week before so we wanted to save his upper body pulling a little bit um so i opted for the longer rowing piece and uh personally i went for holding that that consistent pace that threshold pace until maybe 70 calorie mark and it ended up being around like 1150 i kind of teeter up and down like around 1250 to 1200 uh but after that I tried to like really turn it on and I was able to hold above um, 1300 for, for most of the end and uh, 1500 towards the very end. And um, I got a slightly better split than the individual, my individual performance on that. So I was, I was okay with it. Um, just a lot of pain. Yeah. Was the last workout. I was like, okay, let's get this done. Yeah. It's kind of, I, uh, I, I don't know about the exact math here, but it makes me think of like the, I think it's David Goggins. I could be getting that wrong. So keyboard warriors, if I got it wrong, don't kill me. But uh, it's like when you're mental, when you're, when your brain tells you that you're done, like at capacity, it's like, that's usually when you're like actually 40 or 50% done. Like your human, yeah. like the body can go a lot farther. Yeah. And like I played, I go back and forth with that because I know that the weekend before, like, okay, I'm going to kick it 85 calories. And from 85 to 120, I was, I saw 1400 on a rower. I was like, man, I, I did that. And like, yeah, I was effing tired at the end, but I think I could have done that for another minute, you know, and I, you're, you start to find your, your limits and you want to, the more you do this stuff, you want to really find out where those limits really lie and you want to push the envelope every single time. So I, I say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to kick 15 calories earlier and see what happens so yeah 
Good deal. And so overall, the team finished 22nd in North America. So that's the United States. And for those of you terrible at geography, Mexico and Canada. <laughs> so that was a great, a great finish. Um, top 20 will be going from the CrossFit Games. Our, they'll be taking 20 teams. And so you guys are right on that threshold. Easily could have been, you know, in the top 20 overall we were top 20 team but we gotta it's gotta be proven at semifinals and so that's coming up here over the next uh month or so it depends on where you guys get seated yeah. we'll talk a little bit about uh you know what's looking forward maybe not where you're going because you don't know that yet but yeah. basically uh you'll be what are the chances you'll be competing and what uh what's the outlook look for that as we close up yeah. the uh, show today well, I'm diligently checking my email because it's really the balls in CrossFit's court right now. Like, there's going to be like, hey, uh, congrats on your finish. You qualified. Where do you prefer to go for your semifinal? There's four semifinals. <clears throat> there's um, one is virtual, and that's the Atlas Games. I believe that's in Canada, technically. Um, so everyone, we know now that all teams that are in Mexico or Canada are automatically going to go to the Atlas games. So uh, we kind of have an idea of what that roster is going to look like here in a couple of weeks. Uh, the other three competitions are in the States <clears throat> and we've got the mid Atlantic CrossFit challenge, which is in Tennessee. Uh, that's in close proximity to a lot of teams that are in the top 30. Um, we got granite games which is Minnesota. That competition has been around for a long time. Um, it's a great one. Uh, yeah, that's in Minnesota. And we've got the West Coast Classic, which got moved from Cali uh, to Las Vegas due to COVID. And um, so you guys will end up in one of those four. One of those four. I feel like Matt uh, would tell me to figure it out. Don't yeah. tell him where to go. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell him where we want to go. I think that would, would uh, well, not want me to put super, it in. super popular podcast. I mean, I, I can do my words <laughs> right now. But... <laughs> I, so I think true. I think we might fly under the radar. <laughs> I, I think you're probably probably right, especially like 30 minutes into a podcast. Uh, but I will tell you, let me look at it right now because you know you might be underestimating it. But I believe, hold on to your pants, people. But we have <laughs> we have 52 plays, 52 listeners. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, so Hell 50, yeah. 52 people have listened. So about Locked half out, of the Rogan. gym. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah I think you're right we'll see how it goes but uh, thank you Stephen for taking us behind the scenes of the team quarterfinals uh, there's a lots of uh, lots of training and fun stuff coming up here at the gym uh, and I know everybody's excited to support you guys and you're making some noise uh, on the CrossFit uh, media seeing between Game Central and the Talking Elite Fitness podcast, talking about how you guys beat Mayhem Freedom on the front squat, yet pose no threat. So we'll have to prove <laughs> yeah, <yep. laughs> So we will uh, we'll have to put that up on the bulletin board for motivation and, uh, you know, prove them wrong and all that stuff. But uh, thanks for taking us through it. And uh, everybody listening, thank you for hanging with us. We'll catch you back Um <clears throat> here shortly for another episode. Um, my hope is before before the team heads out for their semifinal competition, we'll get another episode in with uh, 
maybe some other members of the team as well, kind of checking in and getting some of the behind the scenes. So thanks everybody. Uh, Steven, any, yeah. any closing words you got? Before oh, we sign off Thank you. Today? Appreciate it. It was fun. Awesome people. We'll catch you next time. And thanks for listening.